test, test, amen, there we go, amen, amen, how many glad to be in the house of God this evening, amen, I said how many glad to be in the house of God this evening, Wednesday night refuge service, amen, if you have your Bibles you can turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 2 and we'll read verses 40 through 47, um, I want to show something real quick, um, it's about a minute and 30 seconds. If I can have your attention to the screen, if you can hit those lights for me, please. A little throwback. I'm gonna tell you, those who don't believe in Jesus, you will, you will one day. say, why did I show an end of the year video from 2015 and it's 2020? Well, if you were here, if you were here in this church in that particular year, you know that that was a very uh, uh, standout year. Can you say amen? A year that was very fruitful. I mean, that this church, I mean, had revival, amen. Even now, there's fruit that was birthed from uh, uh, even that particular year. Can you say uh, Shekima, amen? In fact, here she is now. She's married, amen, uh, there in Portsmouth, uh, doing good out of that. Uh, that led uh, to our sister Kansas and her family coming out. Uh, and there's even fruit uh, from those that not even here uh, right now. Uh, uh, and you know that brung folks out. Uh, can you say Christian? Uh, can you say uh, Ray and Khadijah? From a person that was here that year uh, doing that revival. Uh, and although they're not here, uh, they're here today. You know, to be honest, how many would agree? You know, the excitement in this church right now, man. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I feel that we're going to have that type of year and even better. How many with me? Just the fact that everywhere I go, uh, I turn to people and, I, and people got ideas to do something for God uh, and not just an idea, but putting it into action. 
there's a willingness to get involved. Uh, just hearing stories on how marriages are better. I'm just thinking back to our last extreme. Uh, you know how our brother uh, Ray and his wife Khadija talked about uh, coming from conference with a vision uh, to start something with the teens. Uh, everywhere I go uh, this whole month uh, of January, I'm hearing reports of great things and people that want to put their hands to the plow. In church, how many know we got to be about our father's business? Amen. And I want to stay consistent with what's happening right now. And that's going to happen, church. What we've seen there in 2015 uh, is because we walked in a formula tonight. You know, there's a formula that has been set into God in the, in the book of Acts. Amen. Chapter 2. There's a formula that's been set uh, by God for a church to have revival. A church that can truly encounter the presence of God. A church uh, that has been designed for us uh, to be hands-on with people. A church that has a vision and a determination uh, to go the extra mile for the things of God. A church that's having revival and rapidly growing uh, where God adds to it daily. A fellowship in church and evangelizing, a, a disciple making, a tongue talking, casting out demon church. Amen. I want to preach a sermon I've entitled The Formula for Having Revival. And church, listen to me. This is a basic sermon uh, in, in this total uh, 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 simple format. Because the, the Bible shows us in the book of Acts how they did it. Unmandated, uh, straight from the scratch. Uh, you know, when they visit, uh, had that visit uh, in that upper room that day. And I want to talk about a few things of this formula and how this year uh, there could be a consistency of continuing and seeing 2015 over and over and over. Acts chapter 2, verse 40. And it says, with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. Somebody say all. And they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. Verse 46. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily for those who were being saved. Let us pray, church. Well, Father God in heaven, God, right now, God, God, we ask, God, you will meet with us, God, uh, this night, God. God, I ask, God, you will help your people, God. Uh, oh, God, uh, uh, walk, God, in the formula, God. Uh, oh, God, you've prepared, God, for the early church, God, uh, and this church in this age. Uh, help us, God. Uh, oh, God, to uh, have revival, God, uh, a continuance of what's happening now, souls being added to the kingdom, uh, true conversions, uh, or oh, uh, a heavy dose of reading and praying uh, and fasting, God. God, help us to continue what you're doing now that the start of this year, God. Help us, and we thank you for all you're going to do. 
in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. In our text, church, we see a formula of this very thing fold before our eyes. Most of us know this story. Uh, Jesus has left the disciples. Uh, he's came back. He's rose from the grave. Uh, he's there for a, a, a little bit of time. Uh, he gives them instructions to go to Jerusalem. Uh, begin to wait on this Holy Spirit. Uh, and then we uh, pick back up in Acts, uh, in, uh, Acts chapter 2. And here they are. In one accord, uh, sitting in the upper room, we you know what the Bible says, the presence of God comes down, uh, etc. Things begin to happen. Uh, you know, they're speaking in tongues. Uh, Peter gets up. He's boldly preaching the, the word of God. Uh, radicalism, he's preaching. Uh, folks said the Bible says 3,000 people get added to the kingdom. Uh, from there, the Bible says that they're in the apostles' doctrine, uh, daily fellowshipping, uh, eating, hanging out, and they have a slap out revival. How many know that this is the core to having revival church? In, as individuals are in the body, as collectively, amen, uh, this is the formula. This is the formula right here in Acts 2 uh, where the, this church is, uh, you know, is getting the disciples uh, away from Jesus for the first time uh, and they begin to take this mission on. Let me define what a formula is. A formula is defined as a, a, convent, a, a statement intended to express some fundamental truth or principle. It is a set of words for stating or declaring something, definitely, or indicating a procedure to be followed. See, in the Word of God, church, there's a formula that was carried out by the disciples to experience revival in the church. Things such as church growth, uh, the development of people and true conversion. How many know this to be true? And I want to look at these formulas real quick. Uh, there's a few of them. One of the first formulas uh, that led to having revival is that the church was on all one accord. Can you say amen? That the church, listen to me very clearly here, that there was on one accord. In other words, it wasn't just uh, everybody out just doing their own thing, amen. There was a leaking of hearts. Chapter 2, verse 1 says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were always one accord in one place. We first see them on one accord. Uh, this is a like-minded church. Uh, this is not to say that you and I will always uh, have the same ideas uh, or the same interests, but we will for the things that matter the most. We stand in unity, uh, the same mission, the vision for souls. Uh, the Bible says they were gathered together, sharing the same heart, the same love for God, the same trust in his promise. See, church, are we still a church that still believe the promises of God together? Amen. And together, standing in unity, amen, uh, walking, amen, uh, as the early church did, amen, in harmony. The Bible says they were on one accord. The Bible says they were in the same geography. Verse 46, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple. How many know this is for us? This is the church. Amen. This means that they were all at church together. There wasn't nobody uh, uh, playing hooky from church uh, for any old reason. Amen. They was in church uh, learning together, growing together, amen, uh, hanging out together, amen, uh, 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 rightly dividing the word of truth together. How I many know, again, this, amen, is the formula to continue in revival. 
on one accord. In fact, the Bible says they had all things in common. Uh, verse 44, now all who believed were together and had all things in common. That means that when it came down to giving, how I many know they had all things in common? It just wasn't one or two or three people over here tithing and everybody else not. Amen? Let me ask Pastor about something. Yeah, quiet. He said, all in common. I mean, they all gave. Uh, they all gave. They all, you know, uh, uh, put their money down. Amen. Tithes, offering, pledges, world evangelism. See, being on one accord church is one of the many formulas to see in revival in the church. It begins to pour out of fruitfulness in our churches. But see, sadly, many churches don't experience revival in their church uh, or, uh, you know, in their personal lives due to the lack of being on one accord. Christian uh, individuality uh, has been over-embraced, leading to isolation in individuals and churches, again, just doing their own thing. See, the early church had a revival because it was on one accord church. You know, things like being on one accord uh, in the body with their brethren and their headship. How many know this is important? Amen. That you and I are in one accord uh, with each other as well as our headship. You know, everything uh, uh, my wife Terry and I have experienced thus far wouldn't have happened without us being on one accord uh, with uh, our pastor and his wife. Being on one accord, amen. Uh, being able to, amen, to be trusted, amen, uh, over ministries, amen. Uh, being able to go out, uh, you know, uh, to the unknown, uh, having their trust, amen, to go build a work, uh, let alone uh, having the audacity to send our crazy self overseas. That's maybe why I got turned back around. <laughs> But nevertheless, being on one accord uh, with our headship, what about the brethren, amen? Being on one accord with the brethren, knowing that you can be trusted, amen. Knowing that, uh, you know, you can have a, a friendship, amen, in Christ Jesus. Secondly, how many know it was God's presence that came down, amen, in the upper room, amen? How many know this is critical, uh, that part of the formula to have revival in our churches? Can you say Amen. Acts 2, 4 says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the, filled the whole house uh, where they were sitting. Um, then they appeared to him, uh, divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. You see, uh, uh, the route to a church uh, having revival doesn't start and end with the evangelist coming to town. How many know it starts and ends, amen, when Jesus is involved, amen? When the presence of God, uh, amen, uh, is flowing through our church uh, in our life, amen, uh, that's when revival starts. See, this is so key right here because if we're going to have revival, in our church uh, and see growth, amen, uh, then we need the presence of the Holy Ghost uh, working in people's lives, amen. Looking forward, amen, uh, we ought not to be the church, amen, that have to talk about what we used to do in 2015. We ought not to be the church that says uh, we used to do this, uh, new, verse, new converts coming in, uh, hearing stories of, uh, of old yesterday. What about now? What about now? 
What about the formula now, amen? And I'll get to that later, but that's when inconsistency of the reviving church begins to come to a halt when we move from that. Staying in yesterday past, amen. What about now, amen? There are souls, amen, uh, that you know that we got wants to reach here now. See, how many know that God's presence in the church is key, church? This is why prayer in the house of God is critical, amen. Inviting the invitation of God to be amongst us, amen. How many know it was in the upper room uh, where they seen these first two formers mentioned of having revival? Uh, uh, verse 14 of chapter 1 said, These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication. That was in unity, amen, uh, with the presence of God uh, resting upon them. See, I believe wholeheartedly it is the presence of God or the lack thereof that determines the growth of the revival that church actually has. And this is the problem of churches a lot of times uh, not growing or having a continuous in revival, shall I say, churches with true conversion, amen, uh, the presence of God in their lives and their churches. Then there was the preaching of the word of God. How many know that that was a boldness that was displayed, amen? As Peter begins to preach, amen, uh, the word of God, amen, the Bible says when he got finished, uh, they was cut to the heart. Uh, how many know if we're going to uh, have revival consistently, amen? How many know we got to preach the word of God? And I ain't just talking about behind the pulpit. I'm talking about your own pulpit at Wawa. I'm talking about your own pulpit if you're a teenager tonight uh, in your school, uh, your own pulpit at work, uh, preaching the gospel boldly. Because it was after that church that revival broke out. As these things begin to happen, uh, you begin to hear the stories uh, as God added to the church daily. The public casting out of demons, uh, the public displays of healing, uh, the public display of taking a stand. Uh, whatever happened to taking a stand? How I many know this is part of the formula? Can you say Stephen the first martyr, amen? You know, amen for that. That's that brother right there, huh? Now listen, I'm not saying that if you're on the street corner and someone starts throwing rocks at you, you say, uh, you know, no, run. Don't sit there and say, ah, right, Steve, you're going to be dead. But I'm telling you right now, listen to me, church, uh, it's something, amen, uh, about making a stand, amen. Listen, this was the core right here. Keeping the testimony in a perverse generation. Verse 40 of our text, it says, being saved from this perverse generation, being radical for God. The Bible says the formula of revival continued with the steadfast of the apostles' doctrine as well as fellowship. Verse 42, and they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine in fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. The Bible says they fellowship uh, and while they are devoted themselves to the apostles' doctrine. Amen. Meaning they were doing more than just having folks over for a bite to eat. Amen. See, I think we even got it twisted a little bit. To where we hear the word fellowship, and it's all about me going to a store, me grabbing some chicken, you getting some green beans, you getting some mashed potatoes, we eat, and then go back to church. That ain't what the Bible says they did. It said they was in the apostles' doctrine, and they ate chicken. 
In other words, there was a little Jesus talked about in that fellowship. Amen. There was a little what you learned from the word today, new convert type conversation. Or, 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 you know, how are you liking the church? Do you like me? You know, it might be a church. I don't even like you. But if you ain't hands-on discipleship, you wouldn't know. But the Bible says fellowship was more than just a meal, church. Do you follow me? We have to get back to that because that is the formula for revival. It's okay to talk about our teams. It's okay. To, but what about Jesus? He cannot be exempt. My wife, Terry, even when she would incorporate, you know, the little game we would play at fellowships at our house, uh, uh, you know, how was good old Jeopardy? That's that one category that I always stated that she kept in it. Are you reading your Bible? In the midst of the game, in the midst of the fellowship, amen, uh, something's being incorporated about God. Amen. I like what James and Maria said a while back, you know, about certain discussions we was having about fellowship. And he said, you know what? He said, I pray, we pray before every fellowship. I said, that's interesting. That's interesting because, again, it's deeper than just having some of some meals, Amen. The Bible says they was in the apostles' doctrine and breaking bread. Amen. See, listen, sometimes, hey, you know, again, not saying it has to be super, super spiritual all the time at you, but if not, you might be turned to be super carnal. Amen. Super carnal fellowship. Oh. See, it's kind of hard to gossip about a fellowship when you're talking about unity. Amen. It's hard, it's, it's hard to be mad and angry at someone that's a fellowship when you're talking about love. Come on, somebody. Kind of hard to stay complacent when you're around folks, amen, that's talking about getting a bull on every now and then. Come on, somebody. When they're talking about jumping on the table and you look at them like they're crazy. Hmm. See, it was bigger than that big fat donut that you don't need anyway, church. It's more to this, <laughs> hands on ministry what about follow up uh, listen to me church every week uh, all across the globe uh, people go to church uh, we got this delusion that sometime, somehow they're guaranteed to come back they're not the Bible, listen, uh, in the midst of all that, you got to know there was some discipleship. Uh, there was some following up on it. Brother, you know, how can I help you uh, going to see some folks? Amen. Uh, how many know this ministry right here is critical? Critical to the early church. Uh, you know why? Because you are the first responder to their crisis. You are the ambassador that they know right now at the moment. Uh, you are the person uh, that they're talking to. Amen. This has to be a, a, a part of the formula, church, uh, because it is the formula. The hands-on with people, amen, the developing uh, of men and women. Secondly, I want to look at the inconsistency of revival. Because, see, church, again, this formula has been laid out. But you and I have to continue in this formula. Just recently, me and my wife, uh, Terry and I, we was out uh, with the Kovos uh, having some dinner and talking about some things and how, you know, uh, the church is just, like I said, you know, just in a great place right now. Amen. A 
a good place, you know, things are happening, whatever, and we begin to talk, and I believe, I don't know if it's uh, my wife or Rosie, but one of them mentioned, like, you know, I just hope that it can stay consistent. That it can stay consistent. In other words, the Bible says uh, that they continued to stay fast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. In other words, church, uh, this wasn't a, a one-time wonder, a one-hit wonder, amen. It was a continuance uh, of this thing happening. And how many know if we're going to continue to experience revival, we have to continue in the formula tonight. Because there's some inconsistencies. Listen to me, church. Taking you back again, I just showed the clip uh, but most of you was here, you remember 2016, don't you? Amen. When we got hit back, uh, you know, folks begin to leave. The pressures of ministry got heavy for many. Uh, the building project, uh, various different things. Uh, so many things that people can identify with in real time. The inconsistencies uh, uh, of having our hands to the plow. How I many know it can come in many fashions? And that was the year they, the devil struck back. The devil struck back. He's not going to sit on the rocking chair and listen. Uh, he struck back. How I many know we got to continue regardless, church? Because that's what the Bible talks about, persecution. The early church, for an example, faced many persecutions, uh, yet that didn't stop them from continuing in the formula. You begin to think about Acts 7 again. Stephen becomes uh, the Christian church, uh, first martyr. Amen. Uh, you know, persecution breaks out. Uh, in Acts 12, uh, Herod, uh, he persecutes apostles for political gain. Uh, it also talks about in Acts 16 that the, how the gospel begins to, to threaten trade and economic prosperity through a fortune teller industry. And we begin to hear about all the, the, the riots breaking out. The enemies of the gospel, uh, you know, uh, hating Paul and Silas, uh, beaten and thrown into prison, church. You see, the early church, again, yes, they faced many persecutions, uh, but how many know they still kept fanning the fire? In other words, they didn't just let anything uh, get in the way from them having revival, church. Do you hear me? See, this is the formula tonight. This is the foundation. And because it, and it's because it, this was who they were at their core, church. That formula or that foundation uh, became uh, who they were. In other words, uh, no matter what the situation was, amen, uh, whether that's me being in jail, uh, in, in Stephen's case, uh, he, him losing his life, uh, they continued, amen, uh, uh, and, 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 and that formula that's being set. How many know that you and I have to do the same thing? Through persecution, amen, uh, Paul couldn't have said it no better way than how we explain this formula of DNA in 2 Corinthians 4, 10 through 8, and it says that we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. Uh, we are perplexed, uh, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always burying about in the body of the dying Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Can you say amen, church? This is uh, being able to still go through and be consistent, amen. See, no matter what they kept uh, going through, they kept fanning that fire. And see, the path of a consistent church uh, continues in breakthrough and revival when we're able to do that, church. And see, many times, though, because of persecution, listen to me, stay with me, 
Many times because uh, we're in revival, things are coming out, church is growing, uh, people on fire, people, you know, got ideas, things are happening, that your people are reading their Bible. We're still doing that, right? Reading our Bible, praying in the morning. All these things happen, uh, a little persecution comes, and one by one, one by one, now we begin to see a shift in the chain. And listen, church, it's not just like it's, you know, it's just something that just knocks on your door and tells you, oh, the church about to go through a drought. No, it begins to happen. Everybody's not in everybody's life and know all what's going on. But that's why you have that individual responsibility. And now, as because we are a body, now we, we, you know, we just like how we feel like, man, it's just good. Now, now we be like, man, something ain't right. Something ain't the same. That's because sister over here ain't praying. Brother over here ain't coming to outreach. Uh, he ain't reading his Bible like that. Uh, he's bitter at pastor. And now. The atmosphere begins to shift and change. And before you know it, we look at, we're talking about what, how we used to be. You, you always on fire in 2015. One by one. And many times what happens, church, uh, when we face persecution, we begin to change the formula. See, many times when it comes to changing the formula, I mean, there could be a danger in doing so. When you begin to change the formula, you're stripping away uh, what the substance uh, is supposed to be. For instance, we know the formula that makes water, hydrogen, two uh, plus oxygen. But if you begin to mix anything else uh, other than what you're supposed to be mixed, uh, how many know you got something else? It used to be the prayer closet uh, that we would run to uh, when we was in need of answers and direction. Uh, but now it's our sinner friends who don't got a relationship with God. Now, because of persecution, the formula has changed. The formula, fellowship, reading your word, uh, follow up, uh, hanging out where, you know, uh, just, just bonding with the, all that has changed. Now, as we're talking to our backslidden homie that used to serve with us, but now he's become your stumbling block of your view of the church as well as giving you a twisted summary of your destiny that he no longer has no more. This is what happens when we decide to change formula. This is in any situation you think about sports. We got a Super Bowl coming up. Amen. Say amen. And, you know, I, I, one of these things about this, in any game, just using this, because I'm talking about changing the formula. Many times when teams get down, in other words, uh, they're down 14 points, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, if there used to be a good running team, then many times because of panic or persecution, they begin to go out of their, uh, their, 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 their strategy. They begin to go out of their, uh, what they know to do. They begin to change the formula, which often leads to defeat. Can I tell you, church, it's the same way in the house of God. It causes an inconsistency in what we do as Christians. In 1985, Coca-Cola Company introduced a, uh, a reformulated Coca-Cola. How many of you remember heard about that? In the mid-80s, Coca-Cola said, you know, it just wasn't good to be Coca-Cola. They said, I'm going to change the formula. And why they do that? Yeah, a lot of Coca-Cola fans, man. And what happened was, uh, they said they offered up, they wanted to make, make a, uh, what they call a, a new Coke. And see, during the 80s, that wasn't a good title for Coke because, you know, Coke hit in the 80s bad. So, you know, people were thinking, you know, Coke, you know, you know that. So, you know, they throw people off. They ain't know, you know, they ain't know what they were talking about. What do you mean Coke? Where, where? 
Oh, you talking about that? Oh, boy, don't fool me like that. But, <laughs> but anyway, you know, they, they begin to try to change this formula, and they, they lost a lot of customers, revenue, and all that. But, you know, they were smart, and they went back to what works. Amen. See, how many would agree, likewise, we can't afford to change the formula of what allows our church to have revival? Can you say amen? Being on one accord, fasting, praying, evangelizing, amen. Uh, all of these things we cannot afford uh, because it changed up what it is that we are, who we is. You don't see McDonald's uh, adding an extra sauce to the Big Mac. Amen. It might, it might, you know, advertise a nasty McRib, you know, or, or you know, or start selling tacos and it's a burger place. You know, they do that now. They're trying to be slick. But stay a burger joint, bro. Now you got tacos and fries. I, I witnessed that in Arizona, Del Taco. They got everything. I'm like, how you got hot dogs, chicken, tacos? Now y'all just doing extra. Do what you do. But the problem is that, again, you don't see them adding that. You don't see them changing the salt on their fries. McDonald's, right? Because it's what works. I'm going there tonight. That's what works. <laughs> baby, you ain't got to cook, baby. That's what works. <laughs> but what happens, church, as we begin to wind down, uh, this formula brings uh, about uh, inconsistency, and, and we become complacent now. Begin to drop off, amen. There's a lack of a, 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 a hands-on and following up on folks, amen. I want to look at, lastly, God's formula equals revival. See, when the formula is carried out, church, how many know the substance always come out right? Amen. Verse 47 says, Praising God and having favor with all people, and the Lord added to the church daily to those who are being saved. For us, church, as individuals in the church, uh, in the will of God, that substance is souls are uh, coming and being added to the church. Amen. Amen. Them living for God, uh, them making their heaven, heaven their home. Amen. And listen to me, church, this is the key to revival and to stay consistent. The basics. We want to be so over here, so over there. Amen. Uh, but we're neglecting the basics. I was talking with Pastor Brooks. He made an interesting statement. I was talking to them. He's like, you know what, man? As you begin to think about it, as we read the book of Acts 2, everything that they did was, was not mandated. In other words, this was original. This was fresh. This was fresh off the press. I mean, they witnessing, they're doing what they're doing, and revival breakout. You and I got the blueprint. What are we going to do with it? Now it's mandated. Now it's in books. Uh, now it's the number one uh, uh, selling book in the world. What are you going to do with the formula? But not only that, church, can God add to you? So listen to me. When he was talking about adding to the church, yes, he was talking about an uh, influx of people. Uh, but what can he add to your life? Amen. What is it that God can add to your life uh, in the midst of a church uh, that's in revival? Ephesians 4, 11, 13, 11, 13 says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, uh, some prophets, uh, some uh, uh, cleanup, I'm sorry, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers uh, for the equipping of the saints that work in the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, uh, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, 
to the measures of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Can God add to you, church? Can God do what he wants to do in revival and add something new to you in 2020? See, again, it just wasn't numbers, amen. Uh, this was gifts uh, of the ministries, uh, the very essence of this formula. How many know it's, it's, it's built to make impact? To make impact. Uh, this is why God had this formula of these church and these disciples uh, going out, preaching, fellowshipping, so they can make impact to the world. This is the very essence of that formula. You know, there was a lot of people coming to church uh, in the midst of that revival. There was a lot of seat warmers uh, in that day as well. You know, uh, the Judeo-Christians, uh, you know, that we hear about later in Romans. Uh, here they are. They're so stuck on the Mosaic law and Moses being a hero while Paul's trying to break that monopoly and say, no, it's Jesus. See, there's a lot of people that can come to the church even in the midst of revival, but ain't making impact. Nothing's being added to them. Let that not be us tonight. As we are in revival and God's moving in this church, uh, allow God, amen, uh, to add something to your life tonight. Can God add uh, to you so that you can be uh, in addition to be used for, for God in the church? Can God add to you so that you can have a generous spirit, amen, to be a giver? Can he add that to you this evening? Can God add uh, to your gift uh, of word and knowledge? Amen. If you would step out in faith, uh, God wants to add. Uh, can God uh, add to you to be hospitable and open your home? Amen. And be a refuge for people who need fellowship. We see Lydia in Acts. Uh, it seems that she had this immediate bond with new believers. Lydia showed hospitality uh, to those who brought the good news, and she wouldn't even take no for an answer. Amen. You remember the scripture? She said, no, you must be here. Listen to me, church. Again, we got it's a good thing right now. Things are happening. Amen. This, this sermon was built off just experience of just talking with people. I was like, this is awesome, but we got to keep that going. That has to be going. Like I said before, the new year don't mean a new you. We got to continue, amen, in revival, and this is the formula, the basics. This was the foundation. This was who they were, no matter the circumstance or situation. Amen. You see, the awesome thing, here's this, and I just say this. As we're having revival together, you can begin to tell. That's why you're hearing the testimonies and the story, and you're seeing the change that's happening in people's life. But the devil is asleep because when it's the opposite way around, and now, now different things are not happening and moving, you can't always you know, see when things are falling off until it's fell off. Just, man, now it's like, man, something ain't no breakthrough. Church, listen to me. Let God add to you. Because the Bible says that he wanted to add to the church daily, not in numbers, but maybe a new gift, maybe a, a, a new ministry, amen. God wants to add to you tonight, amen. Let's have revival as a church. Have every head bowed, every eye closed.